Welcome to Connect, Inspire, Create. I am your host, Carol Clegg, and on this show, we explore topics like entrepreneurial journeys others have taken, inspiring tools to help you take action, along with mindset, motivation, and a few marketing resources. Let's dive in together and find inspiration to create success in midlife entrepreneurship. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur or a seasoned business owner, this podcast offers practical advice and interviews with successful, inspiring woman entrepreneurs. To my new listeners, thank you for joining us. I know that you have a choice of many podcasts that you could be listening to. So let's dive in together into these insightful conversations, gain some inspiration and create success in our midlife entrepreneurship journey. Today's episode, we are going to be chatting about how to create a reading focus in this ADD world and some expertise from my guest on speed reading. So I would love to introduce my guest to you today, Abby Marksbeal. Abby, hi, hello. Carol, thanks so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. Oh, I am thrilled that you have given us time. I know that we're going to learn some very insightful nuggets and practical tips and I think as I shared you before, I have a host of books that I am trying to get through, so I cannot wait to hear more about this. But let me tell you a little bit more about Abby. Abby Marksville is a speed reading expert. She's a consummate educator and a speaker who enjoys helping busy people read smarter, faster, and just plain better. For the past 30 years, she has taught thousands of professionals, educators, and students to build learning confidence and competence through the knowledge of simple yet powerful active reading strategies. Abby says it's the education we all wish we'd had in school but never got. Abby has worked with a wide variety of client organizations, including Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, government agencies, associations, colleges, and school districts. She is the founder of Rivet Up Reading, and the creator of an online course with the same name. Her main goal of her training is to get readers up to speed with all they read. Abby is also the author, and I will have links to these books in the show notes, of 10 Days to Faster Reading, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Speed Reading, and a College Study Skills textbook, Success Skills, Strategies for Study and Lifelong Learning. Abby has a podcast too. So look for that at Rev It Up Reading Revolution, which you'll find on her website as well. And in addition, I'm not going to spoil this because Abby has another element to her business. And that's where I was going to jump in, Abby, and say, what is something that people would be surprised to know about you? So what I said to you before, um, I'll say it again. I'll say it, but I think there's something better. So the first thing I said when I thought of this was that I am a homeopath, which is a natural medicine provider. I help people with their health using natural means. But I think really what people might want to know for speed reading purposes is that I used to hate to read. Oh, wow. So (laughs) it's something that I I had to overcome myself. I went through college, hated to read. Mm -hmm. And it was after college that I landed the universe, put me in this job that trained me to teach this to kids in private schools and the aha moment came on for me and 
um, I decided it was time to do it for adults. And that was more than 30 years ago. So, and I love to read now. I am a voracious reader online, on paper, books, you name it. I love to read. That's fabulous. Yeah. Isn't that an interesting journey, huh? Starting with not wanting to read. (laughs) I'm looking forward to your tips because I love reading, but I buy too many books and never finish anything. So we'll come to that. Mm -hmm. Abby, who's been the kindest to you recently? Good question. Easy. My husband. My my back was bothering me the other night and I said, honey, I know you're tired, but would you please do this? It's like a, a massage gun would you please do this? And he was just like, yeah, sure. I'm like, oh, love you. <laughs> so awesome. So awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Well, shout out to your husband. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> well, let's get into the speed reading. Um, I know that I started off saying we were going to dig into creating reading focus in the ADD world. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious why we would wrap it around the ADD world. Um, as I shared with you earlier, this is all kind of new to me, but I feel that I'm possibly partially ADD. Um, where, how does this play into creating reading focus in our ADD world? Oh, it is so challenging. It, and it has even been a challenge for me as well to be able to you know, focus when I read. And so what's happened since, I would say, since the computer came on our desk sometime in the mid 1990s, um, that all of us are like twitching because we have dings on our email, then we have our cell phones, you know, the texts and the phone messages and the notifications. And it's like we're constantly, it's like Chinese water torture almost. And then you have, you know, the, the bright, shiny object, that thing that like, oh, let me look over here. Look at that. That looks really like something good I can do. And you leave where you are. And then you go over there and you're like, wait a minute, where was I? What do I need to go back to? And so there's just like this, almost like a lack of calmness in our world right now because of technology for the most part. And so um, are you looking for some tips for how to deal with that? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So I wish I could say, take a magic pill and it'll be perfect, but it's not. I think... With, with the ADD, ADHD, I think there's a lot of component to it. One of them is to, number one, love what you're reading, if you can. I know some things you read for work are just, you know, they're onerous. But if you can find a way to have a reading pile that is inviting instead of repelling, that that would be helpful. I talk about that as um, how to make a quality pile versus a quantity pile. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing. Another thing would be to really understand what is it that distracts you when you're reading. Like where I am right now is my office. I don't read a lot of stuff here. I read online some, but if I'm reading for for learning, for content, I will remove myself because this is my to-do place. This Mm -hmm. is where the, um, you know, my phone is typically here, the computer's here, it dings. And, you know, it's just, then I have my calendar and the folders and it's like, there's too many bright, shiny objects. So. I have to go to a separate space in my home and for people who work in an office, they can go to a, like a, a conference room or an empty, um, you know, cafeteria off hours, but get away from the place that you do all the time because right. you, you need to kind of focus. Change it up. Place. Yeah. That's, Change uh, it up to a quiet, undistracting place for you. Right. And I love that idea of the two sort of piles of books of, you know, choose something that's, that's going to bring you joy that you want to read. And I do find on that note that if, especially for my personal reading, I don't waste time on something that's not going to work for me. 
because Brilliant. I Brilliant. want to read and I don't get through what I have. So uh-uh, if it doesn't work, it's like I'm not. It's like torture <laughs> trying yeah. to move your way um, through that. So. That's brilliant. That's, that's what's right. a really good tool to have to say no to that piece of material that you just go, no, nope, I don't right. Yeah, but I need to try and find the special place to read. I think that would be very helpful to, to kind of be drawn to it and know that that is my little area to be able to do that. And one more thing, if you can, if mm. I, if you don't mind, Carol, is that I think in this world that there is a real lack of mental mental calmness. There's a lack of it. And even in my training classes, one of the things I say, and I realize, you know what, guys, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not somebody that would normally do this, but I have to share with you the benefit of learning to monofocus. And that's usually done through mindfulness activities like meditation or yoga or Tai Chi or Qigong or anything that just slows the metabolism down so that you know that when you sit down to read, you're not your neurons aren't firing in millions of places because that's all it knows. It knows it has to kind of calm down. Mm. So it's a training outside of reading, I think. That Absolutely, can definitely help with the monofocus. That yeah, no, I love that. That's um, yeah. calm yourself down, and then you'd be open to being able to process and read. And I know you've got a host because I've listened to your podcast and I've looked on your website. But what is speed reading to those of us that? Don't know anything about it. <laughs> so I've kind of created my own definition of it. It's not just reading as fast as you can and not understanding it because that's speed looking. Um, it's really more, I call it a set of mindful, active, and conscious strategies that enable you to get what you need quickly from any reading material efficiently and effectively. So it's not about reading it super, super fast. You know, it's about getting what you need in a very Mindful, active, and conscious way. Those are my favorite words, right. mindful, active, and yeah. conscious. So it's techniques is what I'm getting. So how does a person begin? You know, how does a person learn how to adapt and bring in speed reading into their reading? It's one strategy at a time. Uh, what I teach in my programs, be it the online course or it up reading or be it in my books, is basically let's focus on one area at a time. Is it your speed? Is it what you're reading? Is it how you're reading? Is it where you're located? Is it uh, what what you're questioning, you know, being critical of what you're reading? So you take it one topic at a time and learn a skill or strategy or two and then build on that to the next one. And I love that. Because it feels like a foundation of a building. Is you yeah. can't just you can't have everything all at once. <laughs> right. So it gives you confidence if you can attack the first session. Um, mm -hmm. Curious. You said you mentioned in the beginning that you said you know reading was not <laughs> your favorite pastime. So you you got into this field. I did. I saw I saw the need because I needed it. I certainly needed it. I went through college, hated to read, and it wasn't until a few years after that I finally got. The training that, that showed it to me, but I didn't look for it. I never wanted it. It was just kind of came into my lap. The universe gave it to me. And I realized, wow, there's a huge market out there. There are a lot of people like me. And there still are, Carol. Absolutely. A lot of people that were like me that just for whatever reason, they mm -hmm. just never took to reading or somebody along the way basically shamed them into thinking they were too slow or their teacher said, you know, no, no, you're not reading that right. And so people just have these complexes, some people, not everybody, 
Mm-hmm. Or just the amount of information we have to read. There's just such a need. And so that was what drove me to be an entrepreneur back then was, you know what? People need this and I know I can teach it. Right. So that's right. Where I started. Yeah. You know, it just because it, it's quite sad when you think of all the wonderful things that are out there to be read. Oh, um, you know, in all genres, you know, whatever it might be, and to, to, to miss out on that. I mean, I know that my, my own dad hardly reads, you know, and he's in his eighties and I'm thinking, oh, you know, and occasionally I've bought him a book and, and what have you, but I'm, you know, he's now bound to a wheelchair and he's not reading. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you know, what joy you could have if yeah. you would give up that mental block. That, you don't like reading. <laughs> does he like does he like listening to stories? Because you could try audiobooks. And that is something that yeah. I should try. Yeah. That I mean, because audiobooks are are wonderful, you know, to be able to to use those when you're on the go. Or yeah, just um I'm I love listening to those to go to sleep at night. Um, <laughs> that's my, my favorite time. But, and the non-fiction ones are great when you go for a walk. So you can right. quote unquote read even though you're not physically reading but you're you're doing that professional development you're learning you're adding to your knowledge base and that's where podcasts come in that's you know absolutely it's like reading it's like people who are listening to this are like reading a chapter of a book right now absolutely and then it ties back in with what you were sharing about mindfulness because if you are going for a walk and then you've you've quietened your mind um and you can focus on on what you're listening to yeah. So you did share that there is something that should never be read quickly. I'm curious. What might that be? <laughs> there is, I think, if I remember, there's five things. The Bible. Uh-huh. It's not It's not appropriate, nor would you want to. Right. Shakespeare is difficult. Uh, anything that's kind of like Shakespeare. Uh, plays, if you're reading dialogue between two people, you really want to hear in your head, word for word, how they sound and the tone of voice, the intonation. And so that doesn't typically mean that you're going to go fast. Poetry. No, you don't want to speed read poetry. And then the last is the only time you should read slowly, actually, is when you're when you're committing to memory something, but not like people. Um, I think about college students and like chapter seven, they have to they have to learn read it. it. And right. they, so they immediately start to, to memorize it. They try to memorize it. yet They don't even know what the chapter is about. They don't have the framework. They don't know what's talked about. They just think, I got to commit this to memory. So they start reading paragraph one and thinking, I got to remember this. It's like, you got to start with the bigger picture and then go into all the detail. So it's so studying is a slower method for sure, getting to memory, but it doesn't mean it should be right off the bat. So those are the five things that, that typically should slow you down. I'm just thinking as you sharing that about the studying. So would advice be to read that chapter and then come back and reread it or come back and re- and decide what do i need to know the most mm-hmm. not everything is equal so you might need of, vocabulary or something mm-hmm. yeah. to stop that side of your brain it's trying to memorize and, and everything allow like, it to be and come and read and then come back at it and, and take another right. approach that um right. so i wanted to ask you, Abby, if you wouldn't mind, I've had a look on your website and kind of listened to your podcast um, and just wanted to share with our listeners a practical application. Um, We were talking about peripheral vision and how important peripheral vision is. And perhaps I should let you just explain why is peripheral vision important? And then I'd love you to walk us through something. Sure. So I actually have two things. One is peripheral vision for sure. 
And peripheral vision is what you see when you look down at a page. And so what I suggest to people is they, you know, when you're, especially it should be printed, you could do it on your computer, but have something in front of you. And then just put your fingers around one word, just one word and stare at it. Don't move your head and then slowly move your fingers apart and just still see how much can you see on the periphery as you're bringing your fingers apart. And you'll find that you, you probably are seeing more than you thought. But then as you as you start to stretch your eyes, and you can do it in several ways, one of them very simply is to just take your eyes and go to a point on the left side, and then on an equal level, go over to a point on the right side. But don't hurt your eyes. It shouldn't hurt to go that far. Some people go, I'm going to go really that far or really the other side. And just go to a point on the left and then across directly across on the right and just learn to go faster, almost like a ping pong ball going back and forth directly across, across a straight line. And it stretch starts to stretch the eyes and then put your fingers back on the page and just see if maybe you can see another letter or two as you're looking down. And the reason to do that is the more that you can pick up for each time your eyes stop on a page, the more you're going to be able to read and you'll be able to read faster. Awesome. So, so that's that's a part of it. And on my website, I have a sneak peek, which is how to read my favorite exercise called Discipline Your Eyes. And you walk through, I walk you through how do you read this way? So you can also get that free education. So that's wonderful a, gift. I will make sure there's a link to that. And then I know you had another something to do with the white yeah. card. This is my favorite, and anyone who's listened to me in the past knows this is my favorite. It's called the white card method. And so when I when I teach this this concept of using your hands or a card to read with, I end up with my favorite, which is the white card. And I say, so imagine you have a three by five blank white card in your hand. And you and I say to you, where would you like to put it on your, let's say your magazine or your newspaper on the text? And most people would say under the line. They would put it right there under the line. And I'd say, you know, if you're a, a person, a kid learning to read, that's great because you're leaving open what you've already read, you know, you're blocking where you're going, so you're not afraid. But as a, an adult reader or an experienced reader, that card has to go above. So you're covering where you have been and leaving open where you're going. So the tendency to go back is a whole lot less. You can pick the card up if you need to. And then the line is so wonderful because it's one line at a time as you go down you know, down what you're reading. And so it's it's very powerful for focus. It also helps you to feel your eyes going back and forth. And as you get better at it, you go faster with that card. That's a gem. So there we go, everybody. You're going to have to rewind the section and step yourself through it and then try that white card. I'm going to be trying it. That's for sure. It's really, people have this like aha moment. You see that light bulb go off on their heads when I teach them. They're like, oh, wow. Like, that yeah, is, do it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Abby, I have wanted to ask you to just share with our listeners, how would you describe your audience and who would be able to benefit from working with you? You know, as an entrepreneur, that's the first question they ask when you start your business. So who's your audience? And I'm like, anyone who reads and they don't no, no no who is your audience <laughs> I say, it's really anyone who reads but then I've had to segment it into different audiences like high school and college students they need it for academic purposes right and so I always like for colleges or universities to ask me for licenses so that they can provide it to their students or a busy professional is also another audience of entrepreneurs people that need to 
get up to speed with all the things in their own professions. And so that's another audience or a corporation that wants to get their people to read more and then they get licenses for that. So you've got, you know, so many different venues. And I've, I had an 88 year old woman call me probably like five years ago, but this is my, I still remember her. She said, I really want to learn to speed read. And I said, how old are you? I could tell she was an older woman. I'm 88. She said, I don't have a lot of time left, but I want to read a lot of books and I just want to learn. And oh. I was just like so heartwarmed to hear that. I think I sent her one of my books for free. Or That's I did, but it was just so cool. Oh, that is. That's wonderful. That, yeah. Well, I know that you've mentioned you've got some projects that are coming out. And at the time that this episode launches, we would have passed through summer. But what is coming up for you that's on the project board? You mentioned something else that's available. So I've started over the past year um, to do something called summer school our, our winter session. And basically it's a three week course where somebody would join me live to do uh, a Zoom class to learn all of the strategies in three hours. So it's an hour a week for three weeks. And so that's a project in a way just to market it and to, to execute it. And I, or I offer it at two different times during the day because I have an international audience. So some people come on at eight at night, some people come on at noon. And um, to me, that's just, I have so much fun doing that. It's like being in a classroom without being in a classroom. You know? Wonderful. And for people to find that link, will it be on your website so they'd be able it's to? It's on my website. Uh, it's right under, I think right now it says, right, well, right now it's a summer school live. Uh, when winter school is there, that will also be there under the online courses. Lovely. So I'll have your website. It's revitupreading.com, which is R-E-V-I-T-U-P reading.com. And then to connect with Abby, you'll find her on LinkedIn, my favorite place as well. So I'll make sure that your LinkedIn profile is right there so that people can message you, find out about what you're doing and check out the courses that you have. Um, I know that you have different ways that people can work with you. So Abby, thank you. Thanks for sharing your tips you. and practical yeah. steps. <laughs> so this was yeah. wonderful. And I'm going to head out and definitely try the white card method along with my peripheral vision. I know that it's <laughs> going to help me get through these books. So to Wonderful. my listeners, thank you. I am your host, Carol Clegg, and as a small business coach, I partner with women solopreneurs in midlife to confidently step out of overwhelm and create a fresh path to success through tailored accountability and mindset coaching integrated with the powerful Positive Intelligence Program. Struggling with procrastination, finding balance in your business and your personal life, cultivating a positive mindset, let's chat. Again, I say thank you for listening to our conversation. Thank you, Abby. I would be honored if my listeners, if you would share this wherever you share your content. And I encourage you today to step into your own personal journey of exploring this week. Discover unique ways to connect, inspire, or create that will bring joy into your world. May this week be filled with delightful experiences and meaningful connections. Until next time.